welcome back to Season 2 of the PBWF, the Putt Bum Wrestling Federation, the Fantasy Booking Show, presented by the Putt Bum Wrestling Podcast. This is now Week 21. We are so delighted that you have decided to join us. I'm your host, your moderator, Tyler Peters, and joining me are the usual suspects, the leader of the Warzone brand, Chris Belcher, and the leader of the Mayhem brand, Andy York. Gentlemen, how are we doing today? Man, week 21, the last month of the season. Yep. It is wild to think that we are here, Andy. It is it is literally wild. Yeah, man. I mean, we talk about all the time how the fallout and the go-home are our favorite episodes. Well, this is like the biggest fallout of the year because we're heading into into the last month. So we, uh, we've got some... Some big shoes to fill, and we we've, got, we've got a lot to, to get in the last like month or so, but uh, man, I'm, I'm excited for it, and I'm ready for it. It's going to be a blast for sure. Appreciate you guys hanging with us, especially if you've been with us since season one. Uh, you know exactly what this is all about. You know exactly how crazy the end of season one was, and as Andy said on the pay-per-view episode, you ain't seen nothing yet um and i'm not even talking about season three because that's gonna be insane when we finally get there (laughs) all that to say make sure you're locked in here subscribe wherever you find your podcast we don't care what platform it is we just want you to hit that subscribe button follow us on social media at pbw podcast facebook twitter instagram and tiktok tyler if they've missed anything in season two gotta go back and catch up man you can't just jump in in month number six Oh, you got to go back and review it. You got to check these guys out, what they're doing. The Pipe Bomb Wrestling uh, Podcast, just the, the normal show, and this Pipe Bomb Federation. It, it's just stellar stuff, guys. So, yeah. Hey, the pay-per-view, check it out, man. All of them. I mean, it, not, not to mention the, the episodes because it all builds to the pay-per-views. Just uh, awesome stuff. So I'm, you guys are keeping the momentum. I don't see how you top each other. That's what's so fun <laughs> to me about it. It's just this stuff is so complex. That's why it's, it's so easy to maybe think of a concept, but to, to see how it's going to progress is really the challenge, is it not? It really is. It's, it's, it is a, it is difficult to book this stuff. I know that Tyler says that we make it look easy, but it is very difficult trying to keep it all together and, um, and just, not repeating things and trying to make it interesting and, and all those kind of things. But at the same time, you know, we're constrained by just doing this in podcast form and we don't have to worry about crowds and real people and all that kind of stuff. All that to say, it's still a lot of fun. Everything that we're doing is so much fun. That's why we continue to do it. That's why we're already telling you that there's a season three coming uh, just because it, it's that much fun. So Tyler, without any further ado, man, Let's get to it. Yeah, let, let's do it. And it's Andy's turn for uh, episode 21. So I think it's time for some mayhem, Andy. I agree. Here we go. 30 minutes on the clock. Let's do it. All right.
Hello, everyone, and welcome to PBWF Mayhem. I am Michael Cole, joined by Pat McAfee once again. And ladies and gentlemen, what a war we had last week. But it is time to see if we have any casualties from the war as we have a stacked show for you tonight. In our main event, Karrion Cross goes one-on-one with Rhea Ripley, plus three qualifying matches for the U.S. T- uh, Championship ladder match. But unfortunately, we have to kick the show off with this old man, Vince McMahon, who somehow was able to pull the win out at war to get his match at the last stand to fight for the right for mayhem. And uh, honestly, we cannot actually believe that this is happening. Uh, Michael Cole says, I thought I was free from being yelled at in my headset, but I guess not. Uh, you never know what's going to happen. As he is joined by his new authority, who obviously cannot be at 100% after what happened at war. But he couldn't be happier here today as he is in the ring. And he has a microphone. And he says, I told everyone exactly what would happen. Regal had no chance of getting the win and keeping me from what is mine. But I'm not done just yet. No, no, no. You see, now... I get to decide who will represent me and get back to the top of my mountain. And Kevin Owens has a microphone. He steps in and he says, and Vince, I'm honored that I can be the guy you depend on to get the job done. I know that it doesn't matter who Regal picks. They can't touch the prize fighter of mayhem. I wasn't sure if I could trust you, but uh, you promised me that I would be the guy around here. And that starts now as Vince McMahon slowly walks over and kind of puts his hand on Kevin Owens' mic and lowers it. And Vince says, Kevin, I know we worked out some things, but business changed. Times have changed. I need a sure win. And, well, let's be honest, you aren't really that now, are you? No, I I need a man who is untouchable, unbeatable. And that man is... Well, apparently Regal has has heard enough and is coming out here to confront Vince McMahon. And Regal says, whoa, 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 Vince. I know you think you run everything, but not just yet. I'm going to make sure that you don't get it. So whoever you pick won't be enough because I've got an ace up my sleeve. As Vince smiles, he goes to raise his mic to say something. Wait a minute. Wait. There is no, 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 no. He's on the wrong show. He's going down the block. What is Triple H doing here on Mayhem? The GM of Warzone is here. What is, he can't be here as Vince McMahon looks like he has absolutely seen a ghost. Triple H is making his way down to the ring. He gets into the ring and shakes hands with a very confused Regal before looking at, at uh, Vince and Vince, Vince, Opens his arms like he's going to go for a hug, but Triple H just kind of puts his hand in his chest and, and stops him. And Vince says, or Hunter says, you honestly, I know I'm awesome. Thank you. I'm glad you people watch Warzone and not this crap mayhem. Anyways, you honestly can't be shocked that I'm here, right? Vince, you clearly said that every former GM gets the opportunity to fight for this place. And, well... That includes me. So whatever match happens, it won't be a one-on-one. 
it will be a triple threat. So you better pick the best this brain's got because no one has the chance against the war zone. As Vince McMahon just turns bright red and is furious, Vince says, you know what, Hunter? That's fine. Bring it on. Throw your hat into the ring because you are going to fail. And you are going to fail because you, or I'm sorry, he says, because you are going to fail and you are going to fail because you two are idiots to interrupt me because I was about to introduce the man who is going to represent me as he spikes the mic into the mat. Wait a minute. No. The PBWF champion Roman Reigns? I mean, we have been speculating for weeks about the relationship between Reigns and Vince, but this must have been just the business deal they talked about a couple weeks ago. Roman and Vince shake hands in the ring as Triple H and Regal just look on. Roman motions for them to leave the ring as he is just soaking in the moment. I cannot believe what is happening right now as Roman is so... Wait a minute, from behind, Seth Rollins. What is Seth doing here? Seth hits Roman from the back and is just baiting him down. He hits him with the super kick. He blows the kiss to Vince McMahon. He backs up into the corner. He's looking like he's going to go for the stomp, but here comes the bloodline down to the ring. Seth bails from the ring and is back in the crowd. He hasn't forgotten what Roman did to him and is looking for payback here tonight. What a start to the show. We have to take a commercial break. But coming up next, Jeff Cobb is in action to qualify for the U.S. Championship ladder match at Fight for Glory 2. We are back from... What, what's my time? Oh, okay. We are, six minutes. we are back from commercial break and backstage. We see Roman Reigns it. walking <laughs> through the backstage area when Renee Paquette walks up to him. And she says, Roman, we have to ask, why are you aligning yourself with Vince? Renee, isn't it obvious? Who is the one person who saw the potential I had when everyone else spit in my face? Booed me out of the building just because I was there. Hated me because I was better than everyone else. It was Vince. So, of course, I'm going to help him. As Roman Wings says, he walks away. We cut back to the ring as Jeff Cobb is already in the ring going back and forth. But who will his opponent be? Wait a minute. Orange Cassidy is here and is making his PBWF debut and his Mayhem debut. It has taken a long time to get him here, but I can't believe he is finally here. And he is looking for his championship opportunity right away. As he's in the ring, the referee calls for the bell. Cassidy and Cobb are face-to-face. Cobb grabs him, though. Um, shoots him and tosses him out. Uh, he grabs him. He grabs his shades off of him and tosses them out of the ring. Cassidy raises his hands and then puts them into his pocket, and then he nonchalantly kicks him. And then again, and again, and again, and he's looking for the super kick. But Cobb goes for a clothesline. Cassidy ducks underneath and takes him out with a hurricane rana. Cobb rolls out of the ring, but here comes Cassidy with a suicide dive while his hands are in his pocket, sending Cobb back first into the barricade. He rolls Jeff back into the ring, climbs to the top rope, goes for a drop kick, but Cobb catches him with a headbutt. He picks Cassidy up and hits him with a power bomb. Can Orange Cassidy get back in this match as we take a commercial break? 
We are back from break, and Cobb is still in control. Cassidy is laid out in the middle of the ring as Cobb is now climbing to the top rope. He's looking for a splash, but Cassidy slowly rolls his way to the other side of the ring. Cobb jumps down, double foot stomp onto Orange Cassidy, though, and climbs back up to the top rope again. But once again, Orange Cassidy slowly rolls back to the other side of the corner. Cobb has had enough and climbs down and is going towards him. But Cassidy catches him with a roll-up one, two, kick out. Cobb is back up, but gets taken out with a Hurricane Rana. He kips up and climbs to the top rope. Orange Cassidy hits a, hits a shooting star press, covers him one, two, Cobb kicks out. Cobb is staggering back to his feet. Cassidy goes for the orange punch, but Cobb, Cobb catches it and hits a sit-out powerbomb, but only gets a two count. Cobb is looking for the tour of the aisle, but Cassidy gets out of it, ducks underneath, and rocks him with the orange punch, covers him one, two, three. Orange Cassidy gets the win and is the first man to qualify for the U.S. Championship ladder match in just three weeks at Fight for Glory 2. We cut backstage where we see Kevin Owens walking into the new authorities locker room and Kevin Owens says, what was that out there? Huh? You saying I'm not capable of winning a big match. You brought me on just for this specific moment, but you went with Roman instead. And Vince slowly stands and Vince goes, excuse me. Let's look back. Shall we? You uh, lost to John Moxley for the world title. You lost to Seth Rollins. You lost to Chris Jericho. You only beat Punk because of me. So you didn't hold up your end of the bargain. But I would watch my mouth around here because here is something you need to realize. Just as easy as I brought you in, I could easily replace you. As Owen steps up towards Vince and then just storms out as we cut to commercial break. We are back from break. Premature pop as the doctor is back on mayhem after being out for the last couple of months due to injury. She is back and is looking to reclaim the championship. She never lost as Britt is in the ring. She says it feels so good to be back on mayhem. Now I know I've been gone a couple of months, but I have been watching the entire time and I've noticed one thing ever since I've been out the women around here, haven't been featured much. <laughs> Less matches, promos, TV time, and it's all because of you, Oscar. You have had a death grip on this company from the moment I left, and no one has been able to take you out. Well, now that I'm back, I'm coming for that championship I never lost. The title that you stole from me. But all of that ends in just a couple of weeks. At the last stand, I am taking you out, and I'm taking back my Mayhem Women's championship wait a minute Athena comes out to the ring what is she doing here she says Britt Baker welcome back to mayhem it, it's honestly good to see you but uh I honestly have to ask what makes you think that you can beat her I mean as she slowly gets into the ring if if I can't beat her there's no way you can but I have learned something if you can't beat them Join them. As Asuka slides into the ring behind Britt and just chop blocks her knee, Athena and Asuka just begin beating her down. Athena rolls out of the ring, grabs a steel chair, 
Uh, she slides it into Oscar, who is looking to crack Britt over the head. Britt is just coming back to uh, coming back from her head injury, so this could take her out of action again. W wait a minute, here comes Kyrie Sane though down with a steel chair as well. The pirate princess is out here. Athena and Oscar bail from the ring. Thankfully, Kyrie was here to help Britt out. But what does this new alliance mean for Mayhem? As we cut backstage, we see Tommaso Ciampa, Kyle O'Reilly, and Roddy Strong making their way to the ring. Ciampa is in action next. What's my time? We got about okay. 17 minutes. We're good. Backstage, we are in the locker room of the Bloodline as Roman Reigns and Paul Heyman, who is still nursing that eye injury from uh, from Triple H, <laughs> are, are sitting there when in walks the Usos and Solo Sokoa. And Roman Reigns stands up and he goes, Jimmy, Jay, I'm so proud of you two for doing your part with Seth last week as he brings them in and hugs them. But then he stops and he looks at Solo and he says, well, what about you, Solo? What have you done for me lately? I mean, I thought you were going to be the, the breakout star from this group, but what's the problem for you, Solo? My enforcer? I'll tell you what. Next week, you will have the opportunity to finally step up. You will be in a qualifying match for the U.S. Championship, but don't let me down. As Solo takes a step up and is now face-to-face -face with Roman, Jay, Roman, Jains, Roman Reigns <laughs> before Jimmy and Jay pull him away as we cut back to the ring. <clears throat> and these three men shocked the world at war when they turned their back on Adam Cole, costing him the U.S. Championship and themselves the trios titles. But why? Why did they do this? Champa needs to answer for it as he is in the ring. And he looks around and he says, all of you insufferable idiots want to know why we turned our back on Adam Cole? I'm sure it's obvious as to why I did. But what isn't obvious is how easy it was to convince these two to join me. Kyle O'Reilly has a microphone. He says, it honestly made the most sense. You see, Adam Cole has used me his entire career to stay on top of the mountain. I helped him win, the, I helped him win most of his championships in Ring of Honor, NXT, and helped him stay there. Roddy joined on later, but all we did, all he did was use us. As Champa puts his arm around Kyle and says, I know how that feels to be used by an insignificant little twerp hey. as well. But we're going to move on from him. We're done with him. Well, I'm not done with you, Cole, yet. I'm going to end you once and for all. I'm doing what I should have done long ago. I'm not letting these people or people who claim to be my, my friend run my life anymore. I'm ending you, Cole. As Osprey is making his way out to the ring, he's heard enough of this as well. Osprey and Champa in a qualifying match coming up next. All right, we are back. This match got started during the commercial break. Champa has Will in a bad way. He is looking for a running knee, but Osprey moves out of the way and nails him with a super kick. He climbs to the top, climbs onto the apron, and is looking for a springboard move. But Roddy and O'Reilly distract him. Champa hits a stiff forearm, rocking him. He grabs him and plants him with Willow's bell. Champa begins clapping his hands and patting himself on the back. He is looking for the fairy tale ending, but Osprey kicks him in the head, followed by an enziguri and then a standing blockbuster. Osprey climbs to the top rope, but Champa climbs to the top. Or Champ 
Champa is up and climbs to the top rope as well and is looking for a belly-to-back suplex. But when he flips him, Osprey lands on his feet, turns around, then hits a standing Spanish fly, covers him one, two, kick out. He is looking for the hidden blade, but once again, Roddy and O'Reilly are out on the apron as Osprey runs over to knock them both off. When they jump down, Osprey turns around into a jumping knee. Champa pulls him in and hits the fairy tale ending, covers him one, two. Wait a minute, Champa immediately stands up as O'Reilly and Strong move to the ramp. They are looking down the ramp as Adam Cole walks out onto the stage. As he is looking, he waves at them. Uh, Champa turns around into Stormbreaker from behind. Osprey covers him one, two, three. Will Osprey gets the win and is moving on to fight for Glory 2. But wait a minute, here comes Adam Cole down to the ring. He takes O'Reilly and Strong out with super kicks. He rolls into the ring. He grabs Champa by his beard, pulls him up and is yelling at him, telling him he is going to put him down once and for all. And then he drops him with a super kick. O'Reilly and Strong hit the ring as Adam Cole bails. This is far from over between these four men. Who knows where we are going next as we take a commercial break. Got about 13 minutes left. We are back from commercial break. And here comes the Texas Rattlesnake walking a little bit slower into the ring than normal. The question is, what is next for Austin here on Mayhem after giving it his all to Roman Reigns but falling just short at war? Austin is in the ring, and he says, several years ago, this was all taken away from me. The fans, the feeling, the joy of wrestling. It was all taken from me. But then all of that changed. WrestleMania 38. I came back. Felt amazing. Last year, I wrestled Roman Reigns again. I lost again. I gave John Moxley everything. I lost again. Which brings me to war last week. I put my heart and soul into that match with Roman and wasn't able to get the job done. The last couple of days, I've been putting my future into perspective. I wanted to end my career on my own terms. And even though things haven't gone my way the last couple of years, I'm still doing it my way. It hasn't been taken from me. So, with that being said, I am here tonight to announce that I am officially retired. Austin stops. CM Punk makes his way out to the ring as he is ruining Austin's moment. I I think Austin was about to say that he was about to retire. I I don't know what's going on as Punk gets into the ring and he says, Stone Cold Steve Austin, as I live and breathe, you can't be serious. Were you really about to come out here and retire? Is the old man still afraid to fight? Uh, Or... Or is it that you are afraid to fight me? Some things never change, do they, Austin? You can't. You just can't seem to muster up the strength and courage to challenge me to a match. So if you don't have the balls to do it, I'll do it. Stone Cold Steve Austin versus CM Punk, The Last Stand. Austin looks around. He looks at him. He goes, what? Punk just... 
looks extremely frustrated. But then Roundhouse kicks Austin, taking him down. Punk crouches next to him, holds up the microphone. He says, you may embarrass everyone, but not me. You will fight me. You will lose. And you will never be heard from again. CM Punk has laid out the challenge to Austin. But what kind of shape is Austin going to be in? Will he even be able to compete? We cut backstage, though, where we see Imperium making their way to the ring. Ludwig Kaiser will be in action next. Ten minutes. We are back from break. Ludwig Kaiser is already in the ring with Imperium at ringside. Wait, wait a minute. No, this somebody's ribbing us. No, it is Christian Cage's here. What is he doing here on Mayhem? He was just released by Warzone. What is going on here? And he is looking for that U.S. championship, I guess, as he gets into the ring. <clears throat> Ludwig is trying to get ahead of Christian, but he isn't able to. Christian has him in a headlock, shoots him off the ropes, and hits a shoulder tackle. He shoots off the ropes, uh, but Ludwig uh, drops down and takes him out with a drop kick. Kaiser, though, is out after him, but Christian grabs him and throws him chest first into the ring steps. He rolls him into the ring, climbs to the top rope, and hits a cross body, taking him out, but only gets a two count. Christian cages here and in complete control as we take a commercial break. We are back, and during the break, uh, Christian lost control after Walter caused a distraction. Kaiser has Christian, though, in a chokehold, and uh, Cage is trying to get back to his feet. He is able to back body drop him. Christian is back up and takes him out with a clothesline, and then another one. He ducks under a clothesline and takes him out with a drop kick. Christian makes the climb to the top rope, but once again, Imperium is distracting him. But he shrugs his shoulders and takes out Giovanni and Walter with a dive and crossbody, taking both men out. Christian rolls back into the ring, but gets taken out with a rocket kick. Kaiser covers him one, two. Christian kicks out. He pulls Christian up for a power bomb, but Christian slides down the back, ducks underneath, and takes him out with a spear from out of nowhere. Ludwig staggers back to his feet, but Christian hits him with the kill switch, covers him one, two, three. Christian Cage is moving on to the U.S. Championship ladder match at Fight for Glory 2. But wait a minute, all of a sudden on the stage, L.A. Knight and Chris Jericho are brawling their way onto the stage area. Jericho goes to throw L.A. Knight face first into the LED board, but Knight reverses it, sending Jericho crashing. Knight kicks him in the gut and is looking for that pile driver, but Jericho reverses it by hitting a double leg takedown and is looking for the walls, but Knight is able to escape, and security and officials are finally out here to separate the two men. These two men cannot wait to the last stand. We have to take a commercial break, but coming up next is our main event, Rhea Ripley and Karrion Cross. Seven minutes. Back from break, we are backstage where L.A. Knight is uh, standing with MJF and Austin Theory in the hallway. MJF says, what is it with these has-beens getting in our way? I mean, who does Jericho think he is? Look look at Edge. I scared him so bad that he would rather deal with Malachi Black and Sting than face me. But who can blame him? But as for you, you need to take care of Chris Jericho once and for all. As L.A. Knight goes to say something from behind, Jericho is back with a steel chair and cracks it over L.A. Knight's back. Security finally gets in between to separate them. What the, This match is going to be chaotic at the last stand. As we cut back to commentary, Michael Cole says, on Mayhem next week, we are going to have the official contract signing 
of the main event of the last stand where Roman Reigns will defend his PBWF championship against two other men to, to be determined to uh, represent Regal and Triple H. Adam Cole will get his revenge as he will be going one-on-one with Kyle O'Reilly and Britt Baker will go one-on-one with Athena. Six minutes. But for the res- for the first time in PBWF history, we are having our first ever intergender match here on Mayhem as Cross and Scarlet are out here and into the ring. This is my brutality! But Rhea Ripley is looking. She's not afraid. And if we're being honest, it doesn't matter who you are. You should be afraid of Rhea Bloody Ripley as she gets into the ring. And Cross and Ripley are sitting face-to-face in the middle of the ring. Cross Mercs raises his hands for a test of strength uh, between the two. Rhea smiles, grabs his hand. Uh, the two push against each other, but but it's not long until Rhea just completely outmanhandles Cross, sending him into the ring post, uh, taking him out with it into the turnbuckle. She lets go, pats him on the chest. Cross is furious, goes for it again, but once again, Rhea gets the advantage. But Cross pulls her through face-first into the turnbuckle. Cross smiles and goes for the cross jacket, but Rhea blocks it and flips Cross over. He's back on his feet, but Rhea rocks him with a headbutt, taking him out. She is looking for the riptide, but Cross gets out of it and takes her out with a clothesline. She rolls out of the ring, but Cross stays in after her, sending her face first into the ring post, busting her open. Can Rhea Ripley recover as we take a commercial break? We are back from break, and Cross is still in control. He's looking for that Doomsday Saito, but Rhea Ripley blocks it again and rocks him with several elbows and just takes him out with a big boot and then takes him out with another big boot. She picks him up and plants him with a power bomb, rolls him through and hits a massive knee strike. She looks for the Riptide, but once again, but once, but this time Scarlet is up on the apron and is pointing at Ripley. She goes to knock her off, but she Scarlet jumps down. Cross rolls her up though. One, two, kick out. Rhea uh, kicks, uh, hits the headbutt once again, uh, but this time Scarlett is back up on the apron. Ripley is standing face-to-face with her. Scarlett tries to blow sand in her face, but she moves out of the way, making it hit Karen Cross instead. He is blinded, turns around into the riptide, covers him one, two, three. Rhea Ripley gets the job done. She has gotten past Karen Cross and Scarlett once and for all as we cut backstage we see uh, Regal in his office when the door busts open and in walks John Moxley and Regal says where have you been all night I've been calling you I'm sure you've seen what happened earlier look I need you and uh, Moxley looks at him and says you need me I don't care Regal you cost me everything at war so why should I help you as far as I see it we're done Moxley walks out of the room as we zoom in on Regal's face and we cut to black. Wow. What a show. Unbelievable. No, I I concur. I got to tell you, Vince McMahon beginning the show and then gloating and and having Triple H walk out. I mean, the game changes. That's actually what I I wrote down. I thought it was uh, appropriate in Roman Reigns working with Vince or at least the tease of it. 
And um, uh, I'll tell you, Austin and CM Punk, man, I, I go for nostalgia as much as I like some of the new stuff you're doing. That That's that's intriguing to me, what's going to happen after. You know Austin's going to have a response. So so good stuff. Taking a shot at Johnny Gargano. What's up with that? He's good. a heel now. It's the easy, it's the easy way to get heat. Yes, <laughs> I guess. All right. Um, but speaking of Roman, speaking of Vince, speaking of Austin and all of that, major season one callbacks. Mm-hmm. That, was, that was my biggest takeaway from that show. Major season Season one, not season two, season one callbacks. So again, I implore you guys, if you're just now finding this show, go back and listen to season one because there are still things Mm -hmm. that are tying in. Triple H was the GM of Mayhem, Mm -hmm. if all for a short time and no matter how he got there. It's the same way Vince did. Exactly. It's the exact same way. It's it's all full circle. Absolutely. Uh, I thought Rhea and Karrion Cross was fantastic. Um, again, like I said on the pay-per-view episode, two perfect people to do that with. And then Christian Cage debuting yeah. over on the Mayhem Orange side. Cassidy. Orange Cassidy debuting. Yeah. Uh, I didn't see the Athena heel turn coming, so I thought, thought really good show. Thank you. Thank Very you. good show. It was. And, hey, we, we've got some uh, Warzone action, so I, we're all looking forward to hearing what Chris has got for us for uh, this episode. All right, here we go. 30 minutes on the clock. No opening package this week. We open to the backstage hallway. We see Triple H walking around. Kayla Braxton stops him and asks him about the final month of season two. Triple H interrupts her, apologizes, says he doesn't have time right now, but asks her if she's seen Seth Rollins. She says she is not. Triple H thanks her for her time and tells her to send Seth his way if she sees him. He walks away. We cut to the ring. Wrestling has more than one royal family. Where we welcome you to the final month of season two. This is the War Zone. So glad you are with, with us. This is the fallout from And Justice for Brawl. We're marching towards the last stand. And no one is leading the charge like the American Nightmare, Cody Rhodes, who has a shot at the new World Heavyweight Champion, AJ Styles, coming up at that final pay-per-view. Cody has the microphone, and he says, So, what do you guys want to talk about? Because I want to talk about what's been eluding me since the end of last season. I want to talk about the PBWF World Heavyweight Championship and the quest for the American Nightmare to get it back. Now, we have taken some unexpected twists and turns along the way. Even had a cup of coffee for the Intercontinental Championship. But the goal has always remained the same. To regain that World Heavyweight title. But standing in my way is not Randy Orton the man who took the title from me, or Seth Rollins, who had an incredible run with the title. But A.J. Styles. Now, A.J. and I go back. Yes, they do go back a long way, but I guess we're going to hear the other side of that now. A.J. has a mic walking to the ring, and he says, Yeah, Cody, we got a long history, don't we? You know, I mean, after all, I'm the man who brought you over from Mayhem to begin with. You remember that? War Games? Cody says, yeah, as a matter of fact, I do. We lost, and if I remember right, your shoulders got pinned to the mat, and then you tucked your tail and ran. Don't don't I have that right? AJ laughs and says, the past is the past, Cody. Fact of the matter is, 
I have what you want. And in order to get a shot, you have to earn it. And before you say you did at Battle Bowl, you did not. Clearly, you had some help. We all know that. So I ran into an old mm, frenemy, if you will, backstage who is more than willing to give you the fight of your life tonight to see if you are worthy of a shot at AJ Styles. Oh, man, that is definitely a frenemy of the world champion. The American Dragon, Brian Danielson, is here. He's going to take on Cody Rhodes after this commercial break. We are back. This one got started during the break. It's been a technical masterpiece between these two, as you can imagine. Cody has Brian rocked, scales the buckle, going for the Cody cutter, but Brian takes his legs out. Cody lands on the top turnbuckle. Brian climbs up to meet him, release German suplex off the top, but Brian, like a spider, hangs on, pulls himself up back up to the top, flying headbutt connects. The cover, one, two, kick out. Cody is selling up. Brian going for the S-kicks. Lands three of them, lining up for the big one. But Cody ducks, rolls up. Brian, only a two count. Brian goes for the Psycho knee, but Cody sidesteps. Brian recovers. Cody snap power slam. Cody off the ropes. Disaster kick. The cover, again, only a two count. Brian went to war in that triple threat match with Johnny Gargano and Kenny Omega at Injustice for Brawl. I'm not sure what he has left in the tank. He's certainly trying here. Cody lands the jab. The jab. The jab. Bionic elbow. He's measuring Brian for crossroads. Brian slips down, rolls to the outside. Cody hits the ropes, looking for the suicide dive. Brian rolls out of the way. Cody's able to stop himself without Brian noticing, though. Cody heads to the top rope. Moonsault to the outside, but Brian catches him. Kick to the face on the way down. Down. Cody appears to have a busted nose here as Brian gets up on the apron. Cody to his feet, flying knee from the apron. Can the number one contender get back in this one as we cut to commercial break? We are back. It's the conclusion of this one. These two trading shots back and forth. Cody gets some separation, hit the, hits the ropes. Brian ducks a clothesline. Now Brian off the ropes. Cody goes for a drop kick. Brian catches the feet. Heel hook. Devastating move here on Cody. He's trying to roll over, but he can't. He reaches up, gives Brian a few shots to the face. Hold is still locked in, though. Cody using the other leg to kick Brian in the chest and in the face. Finally able to break free, but he wraps the legs up. Figure four. Cody turns it into the figure four. Brian quickly able to turn it over, reversing the leverage. Cody makes it to the ropes. Both men up. Brian kicks to the hamstrings. Cody catches one. Brian insecure. He misses. Cody has Brian down going for the LaBelle lock, but Brian rolls over. Brian ducks a clothesline off the ropes. But psycho knee. The cover one, two, foot on the rope by Cody Rhodes. Brian gets Cody up, going for the Snapdragon, but Cody flips over, lands on his feet, pushes Brian to the ropes, rolls him up, O'Connor roll, one, two, Brian shifts his weight, has Cody in a chicken wing, a devastating move here, the ref raises Cody's arm once, twice, three times with the arm is up on the third time, Cody is fighting back up, Brian has that chicken wing locked in deep, Cody stands up, has Brian on, on his back, Grabs him by the hair. Flips Brian over on his feet in the front. Cody grabs him. Crossroads from out of nowhere. The cover. One, two, three. Cody Rhodes has somehow survived. Brian Danielson. What a victory to gain momentum. Heading to the last stand as we cut to commercial break. 
All right, we are back. We're in the locker room of JBL Enterprises. We see JBL in the AOP. Drew McIntyre walks in. They all stand up, and JBL says, Drew, what were you thinking? Drew says, I did what I thought the plan was, to get rid of Joe. JBL says, yeah, that was the plan, but not that way. First, Joe goes off and does his own thing, and now you. Why can't you people just stick to the plan? Drew says, with all due respect, John, you brought me here to wreck plans, to do things the Drew McIntyre way. Did you forget that? JBL says, well, I guess you and I have different philosophies. Consider this your final night in JBL Enterprises. You're out. Go. Get out of here. Drew looks shocked, and around that time, Samoa Joe busts in. JBL says, you two, both of you are out. Neither of you are welcome here anymore. JBL is yelling. Both Drew and Joe are backing out of the locker room. Gets the door slammed in their face. Drew and Joe look at each other. They bust back through the door. They start pounding away on the AOP and JBL. Security finally comes in and gets them out. We now cut to DX's office where Shawn Michaels is sitting there at his desk and in walks Johnny Gargano. (laughs) Johnny says, well, Shawn says, congratulations, Johnny. What an incredible performance at the pay-per-view. Johnny says, that's it? I just get an attaboy? Sean looks confused. Johnny says, I thought by winning that match against your protege and the best bout machine that you'd reconsider my challenge. Sean says, honestly, Johnny, I hadn't even thought of that. I told you, man, I can't do it. Johnny says, you're the freaking heartbreak kid. You absolutely have it in you. I just don't think you want to. I think you're scared of what might happen. Sean says, listen, Johnny, that's not it. We both know that I would, well, never mind. Listen, let me talk to Hunter. Let us find you someone to answer your open challenge next week. Gargano says, well, what about last stand? I have to be on the card. Sean says, we'll address that next week. Johnny, very upset, storms out. The camera zooms in on Sean as we cut to commercial break. All right, we are back. Time for women's action here. Chelsea Green already in the ring. And here we go. The return to in-ring action of the Poison Pixie, Candice LeRae. All right, bell sounds. Here we go. Candace's first match since being attacked by Alexa Bliss at SummerStorm. These two lock up. Chelsea with a headlock. Candace shoots her to the ropes. Chelsea holds on, though. Takes Candace over. Candace with a head scissors. Chelsea kips up. Chelsea off the ropes. Deep arm drag by Candace. And another one. And a picture-perfect dropkick. Candace, snapmare. Flip over neckbreaker. Springboard. Moonsault from the second rope. What a fury of offense. The cover one, two, Kick out here by Chelsea Green. Skip ahead a little ways. Candace still in control. Has Chelsea in the corner delivering big chops. Candace sits Chelsea on the second rope. Goes up to meet her. Miss LeRae's wild right here. But Chelsea pushes Candace off. Candace turns around. Chelsea off the second. Panama Sunrise connects. Or Pittsburgh, Pittsburgh, whatever it's called. We haven't seen her use that move in a long time. But it sends Candace to the outside. Chelsea is gloating as we cut to commercial break. 
We're back, and we're at the tail end of this one. Chelsea's still in control. Has Candace in the corner, arms behind her. Chelsea's foot in her back and drives Candace face first into the bottom turnbuckle. Chelsea with the cover. One, two, kick out. Chelsea very frustrated. Going for the unprettier here, but Candace escapes, rolls her up. One, two, kick out. Both ladies up. Candace connects with sliced bread. Goes to the top rope, crossbody, but Chelsea rolls through, has her pinned. One, two, kick out. Candace sells up. Chelsea going for the curb stop, but misses. Candace rolls her up, but instead of going for the pin, locks in Mrs. Gargano escape. They're in the center of the ring. Chelsea Green taps out this one. He has over. Candace LeRae gets the big win here, but she asked for a microphone. She says, Alexa Bliss, you put me out of action for several weeks. You intended to ruin my career because you couldn't stand the fact that I might get a title shot before you. I was completely honest with you when I said I wanted to win a title here, but now I want something more, and that's to take you out. So get out here so that I can finish what I started back at the pay-per-view. Here she comes, the goddess Alexa Bliss. She stops at the ramp. She says, welcome back, Candace. Glad to see you're in fighting shape because you're going to need it. Alexa starts marching towards the ring but stops at ringside. Says, nah, and turns and heads back up the ramp. Candace starts chasing after her. Alexa runs through the curtain as we cut to commercial break. Ladies and gentlemen, Elias. decision you ever make in your life. So silence your cell phones, hold your applause, and tune into the truth. Because I wrote a song for all of you. Oh, yes! 
What is this? Rick Boogs and Shinsuke Nakamura. Elias says, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. Guys, I'm sick and tired of being interrupted, especially by wannabe rock stars. I'm ready to fight. Let's go, Boogs. Me and you. Boogs says, no, 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 man. I don't, I don't want to fight you. That's not what we came here for. But Nakamura grabs the mic and he says, well, I came here to fight. Come on. There's a ref out here. Here we go. This one is official. Elias versus Shinsuke Nakamura. Elias charges in. Big spin kick by Nakamura. Elias struggling to recover. Turns around. Kinshasa. But Elias luckily able to roll to the outside. He's in a bad way as we cut to commercial break. We're back here. Elias is in control, using his power advantage. Nakamura trying to fight up. Elias shoots him off the ropes. Nakamura reverses. Goes for a hip toss, but Elias blocks it. Shinsuke shot to the gut, flips over. Snapmare, big knee, connects. Elias sells over to the corner. Seated position, good vibrations by Shinsuke. Nakamura dances out. Elias is up, though. Big clothesline. Turns Nakamura inside out. Elias to the top rope. Big macho man like elbow connects. He covers him. One, two, shoulder up. Elias, frustrated, goes to grab his guitar, looking for that home run shot, but but Rick Boogs grabs the guitar. It's a tug of war here. Boogs wins it. Elias stumbles back. Kinshasa, the cover. One, two, three. Shinsuke Nakamura gets a big win here. Boogs and Elias, or sorry, Boogs and Nakamura headed up the ramp. Elias very frustrated. Boogs doesn't look too thrilled. Not sure what's going on with that, but before we head to commercial break, we're going to let you know that Johnny Gargano will have an open challenge for the Intercontinental Championship next week. Candice LeRae gets a shot at the Evolution Championship and Bianca Belair based on the earlier events. Drew McIntyre, Samoa Joe will team up to face the authors of pain but as we head to commercial break we see sasha banks headed to the backstage area she's coming up next here we go and as our mayhem colleague would say it's boss time here comes the champ sasha banks she gets in the ring and says, well, Bailey, I hope you learned your lesson. You can't beat me. Just face it. You've tried. And here I still stand as the Warzone women's champion. And now that that loser is behind me, it's time to move on and focus on the last stand. Wait just a minute. Here comes the Evolution Champion, Bianca Belair. Sasha says, well, 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 what do we have here? Bianca says, well, you're looking ahead to the last stand, and you don't have an opponent, and neither do I. So what do you say you and I run this back? Sasha says, well, that all sounds nice, but you're going to have your hands full with Candice LeRae next week. What makes you think you're going to be ready? 
Bianca says, I'm the EST for a reason. The only thing better than having one title would be to have two titles. And by that time, Charlotte and Bailey hit the ring and they jump the two champions. They are just taking it to Sasha and Bianca here. They just cannot accept losing. Charlotte picks up Bianca's title. Bailey picks up Sasha's title. They look at the belts and they look at each other. Meanwhile, we see Becky Lynch in the locker room watching all this on a monitor. What is going to happen? We have to take a commercial break. 12 minutes. All right, we are backstage, and in the interview area, Kayla Braxton welcomes in the tag team champions, Matt Cardona and Brian Myers, along with smart Mark Sterling. (laughs) Kayla asks them, what's next for the major players? Cardona says, well, Kayla, let's face it. Always ready, Matt Cardona, the most professional wrestler, Brian Myers. Whether these people like it or not, we've done it all. We are the best tag team in the world. The best this brand has to offer. There's no one left. No one at all. Brian says, well, what Broski is trying to say, if all these people would shut their mouths... Listen, people, listen. You're going to be happy to hear what we have to say. There's nobody left. We may as well retire. There's nothing left for us to do. And about that time, the revival walk into frame. Brian says, come on, guys. What is this? Dak says, boys, it's high time you guys put those titles on the line against us. Smart Mark says, excuse me. Boys, you haven't earned a shot. Cash says, oh, really? And these hot shot champions have earned those titles? No, they benefited from luck. This tag team division deserves true technicians holding the titles, fighting champions, and that's us. Listen, I know what you're going to do. You're going to stack a bunch of guys in front of us over the next couple of weeks for us to beat, for us to be considered worthy of a shot. We'll take them all on. Line up whoever you got. Cardona says, done. Lace up your boots next week, boys. We cut to Triple H in his office. He's on the phone. There's a loud knock at the door. The door opens. Triple H tells the person on the phone he's got to call him back. Triple H says, well, it's about time you show up. And the camera pans to reveal Seth Rollins. Triple H says, so listen, I've been thinking about what happened on Mayhem and, and you showing up with, without my consent. But, but, but it just furthers my thinking. Like I've said before, you're the absolute face of this brand. You're the best person to represent what Warzone is. I need you for this Triple H or for this Triple Threat match at the last stand. Rollins kind of chuckles and he says, Trips, did you take stupid pills this morning or something? Do you not remember what you did to me at the pay-per-view? Because it's your fault that I lost the World Heavyweight Championship. You couldn't keep those goons out of the building, and it costed me. And then you thought it would be wise, after I was beaten down, to restart the match. Triple H says, Seth, listen, that's not what was supposed to happen. Seth says, oh, it wasn't? But it did. I don't have a title anymore. Listen, as bad as I can't stand Roman Reigns, I think he's a coward. I think he's trash. He's a pathetic excuse for a world champion. And my thoughts on your father-in-law, well, I can't exactly say on on cable television. But 
Despite all of those things, as bad as I want to get back at them, I can't trust you anymore, Trips. Seth turns around and he walks out. Triple H standing there at a loss for words as we cut to commercial break. All right, we are back. It is now time to hear from the Black Widows and the devil himself, Sting. A major victory at Injustice for Brawl over Edge. I assume we're not going to see Edge for a while after that with the, the bat attack on the casket. Sting is here. The Widows are here. Let's see what they have to say. Sting says, well, well, well. Heroes come and go, but legends live forever. And your hero, Edge, is long gone. The truth couldn't set him free because the, tr the truth hurt him too bad. Edge and Beth are back home licking their wounds as they should be because no one, just like all of you people, no one defies the Black Widows and gets away with it. No one plays games with the devil. You see, Edge tried to play that game for too long. He found out what it means to take a walk on the dark side, but now Edge is gone. But because he's gone, that doesn't mean that the Black Widow's mission is not complete. Fear not. There are others who must face their ultimate truth. The devil gets what he wants. And what I want is for the war zone to meet its maker. Wait, what? No. No way. kidding me here he comes on the motorcycle the undertaker is here on the war zone we saw he and sting face to face at the end of the line last season taker has not forgotten it he gets in the ring the crowd is in a frenzy the black widows look like they've seen a ghost Taker outnumbered here, but he steps right to Sting. He doesn't care. Taker says, Sting, you got some nerve, boy, coming out here and calling yourself the devil, playing dress up, looking like the emo era just threw up everywhere. The devil, are you kidding me with that crap? Everybody knows there's only one devil 
in the world of professional wrestling. Only one man bad enough, one vicious enough to be the devil, and it's not that punk MJF. You're looking at the devil. Sting says, Taker, Taker, Taker. I knew this day would come. I knew we'd finally square off. I just wish you weren't so old and broken down because I'd love to have had you buried once and for all. Taker gets an enraged look on his face as Malachi Priest and the Lucha step closer. Taker says, Sting, be careful what you wish for. And he goozles both Luchas. Double choke slam. Malachi goes for the black mist, but Taker pulls Priest in. He eats the mist. He grabs Malachi. Last ride. He picks up Priest. Tombstone pile driver. Sting and Liv Morgan are headed for the hills. They want no part of this. The Undertaker is here on the war zone, but what does this mean? What a night here on the war zone. We will see you guys next week. Wow. Did not see Undertaker coming. So, hey, did, uh, hey, to be honest, I need to catch up with season one. So I'm just as shocked as the people that are listening. Uh, the unexpected just keeps coming. I, I like that we're getting the revival back in the mix against Cardona and Mars. And there's just so much good stuff here, man. It just keeps getting better and better with each episode. You guys are out doing yourselves. How are you doing it? It's my question. Uh, Chris, uh, another fabulous job, my friend. It's month six. We got to step our game up. Yeah. The, <laughs> that taker moment was really cool. Well, that's true. I really, I really dug that taker sting face to face. That's that's, it needs to happen. Like yes. even if they don't <laughs> wrestle, they just need a face to face. Right. Which I don't think they ever did when Sting was in. Never there. did. Which nope. why? But that's mm-hmm. anyways. Um that's that's great. Um that's all I can think about right now is that that right. take spot. Um Cody and Brian kicked off the show. Kicked yep. off the show. That would be great. I'd I would like to see that, please. And um Elias Boogs. <laughs> yeah, Elias and Boogs. All that the was, fun stuff. That was fun. Uh, Johnny and and I'm I forgot about the Johnny Sean storyline to be yeah. completely honest because peek behind the curtain we record these in like bulk yep and so like sometimes it was like a week a week and a half before we like come back sometimes and I forgot that that was a thing a thing and so that was a that was I'm glad you brought that back that's cool and uh, you know if if Seth Rollins is such a crybaby why doesn't he come you know. If he wants to call Roman Reigns a coward, why doesn't he step up in his face? But if he's too afraid, you know, he just just say it. But that's well, just I think me. He, I think he showed up twice, and he's uh, he's showing behind, if he's uh, the coward attacked Roman twice from behind. Roman Roman never has not touched Seth yet. Okay, well, so. we'll we'll see. Seth Rollins <laughs> is a fighter. Seth Rollins has proven it. He just doesn't trust Triple H. So, well, would you? Well, no. <laughs> Judging by his past, probably no, not. No, 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 no. <laughs> no question. <laughs> I like the trash talk, you know, all in fun. I, I like the banter between you two. It's You can tell not only are you stepping up your game, things are escalating each and every week, every pay-per-view, and we love it. It's good stuff. Hope you guys are digging what we're doing. Follow us at PBW Podcast, Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, and TikTok. Subscribe wherever you find your podcast. Again, like Tyler said, catch up on Season 1. Listen to Season 2. Tons of callbacks. Like, Andy, I feel like month six for both seasons 
is of course the time for callbacks, mm-hmm. but now we have even further to call back. Yep. And there's just so much that's coming back around uh, that, that you don't want to miss. It's honestly like a WrestleMania. Like yep. we're trying to build to like a WrestleMania esque show. And so it's, yep. it's, uh, there's a lot of stuff that if you miss season one, you're, not necessarily going to be confused, but you might be confused in, in, in some areas. So you definitely want to go back and listen to it and so that you can appreciate season two a whole lot more and so you can get prepared for season three. That's right. And not not to mention, like we mentioned some of these callbacks, the Triple H, the Roman, the Seth, the Sting Taker. You know, I mentioned the Champa thing earlier. Yeah. That's a callback to season one too because yep. if you look back at the Revolution brand on season one, there was this hot potato between Johnny and Champa and mm-hmm. this whole thing happened and you know whatever Plus, so Wardlow and Joe Wardlow like, and Joe happened a lot of my shows sure well. did yeah so. it's it's go back and check it out it's a lot of fun all right Tyler anything else to add before we sign off ma'am just uh, let everybody know something's wrong with you if you're not checking out this podcast it's a lot of just terrific uh things going on regarding storylines and, and what these guys are doing so that that's all i want to add it's just i've been a blast as always as usual the hits keep on coming ladies and gentlemen stay tuned for month six for tyler and andy my name is chris belcher this has been the pbwf we'll catch you guys next week <laughs>